Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So I figured before we get into training camp for the NFL, not without really a lot of information to talk about the Colts, I'd want to put out a, an episode of Afternoon Pancakes to sort of document my time so far. Uh, here I am today sitting with my wife, Taylor, and I want to start out by saying, hey, babe, thanks for sitting down with me mm-hmm. taking a little bit of yeah, time out of our lunch. psychotic lives to, you know, and make, try to make some sense of the noise. And really we're here with our girl, Sadie. Yep, our little foster dog. She's a foster. She won't be available for adoption because in the state of Indiana now, it's as of July 1st, they can't, you can't adopt a dog, I don't know how specific it is with other dogs, or other animals, mm-hmm. you can't adopt a dog unless it's spayed or neutered. Right. And she's a seven-month-old lab boxer mix, black lab boxer mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and she isn't neutered. But the bully that I, the, the bully, the rescue that I'm with, that I work with, that they're, they're veterinarians that they go through. Sorry, she was chewing on the cord. Um is booked up until October. So she has until October to get us to not love her. Yeah, right. For us not to be foster. She's kids. basically fully integrated to her family. She's, she has. She's one of the past. She is. It's, yeah, it's not going to be easy. But there is someone who, the lady who we got her from, because we're her. Wants her back. We're her fifth foster in a month. Because apparently that she was a she's supposedly quote unquote in heat, which we have yet to see, see yeah, anything. What you know, she's at that age she could be. But anyways, yeah. So she's sitting with us because she was being crazy in her kennel in the next room, barking. So she is a really good dog. So we're like, screw it, let's just put her down on the floor, and let her play at our feet. Yeah. So she's just down there like a good girl, like the best girl. Well, one of the best. We have two other girls that are really the best girls too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. House full. House full of dogs. We have five dogs right now. It's cray cray in this house. House. It's fine. probably yeah. should have gone. What, what, what is the quote from? Uh, <laughs> what's the the movie? I know exactly girls? what you're thinking of. Should I? It's from Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. From Stephanie or yeah. McCarthy? What's her yeah. name? Not Stephanie. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa, McCarthy. Melissa Stephanie. Same thing. She's like, she got nine puppies. <laughs> Good night, blow my brains out. She said it probably would have been better with six. <laughs> like, no, even six puppies. Is even, even six is probably We have three puppies under one year, under eight months yeah. in our house right now. It's a lot of energy. In addition to that, I watch a lot of football. Yeah. Um, for, those of the, for those of you that are familiar, you already know. But one of the things I've noticed when I listen to other people's podcasts is they'll frequently remind you of their rap sheet, right? So I always try to tell everyone, you know, I've been writing about the Colts uh, basically since about 2011. So 
Right. About a decade, actually. Right. Um, and then about four years ago, actually this is in year five, so four full years ago, mm -hmm. uh, Stampede Blue, the second largest Colts website outside of Colts.com, who I produce this podcast through their network mm -hmm. uh, as part of SB Nation, uh, came to Brett Mock and had Brett oh, Mock take over Brett. as the managing editor of Stampede Blue. Brett's my best friend. And when I got involved with Stampede Blue, they didn't do podcasts. Right. They didn't have video. Um, so if you're a fan or a friend, you know, after every Colts game, I produce a five to seven minute YouTube video where I sit in front of my camera right. and I kind of try to be your eyes on the field. So games take two, three hours to watch. Taylor knows this. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a whole day affair, right? Um, I try to break that down for you concisely at the end, of, and which by the way is not my, not my strong suit, right? Like being concise is not something I'm good at. So if I'm pumping out something like five or seven minutes telling you about what happened with something you know I'm deeply passionate about. You know I'm hitting uh, all the strong points of, of why we won, why we lost, uh, what happened around us, uh, what will happen, you know, who we play next week, all those kinds of things. Uh, in addition to that, um, my wife and I have gotten into podcasting. Um, so I started doing it this afternoon pancakes uh, before the beginning of last season, or two seasons ago. So this would be technically season three. Uh, here we are like a week before training camp. It's a good time to fire off an episode. Um, we haven't really seen a lot in terms of like photo and video. Right now the big story involving the Indianapolis Colts has mostly to do with vaccination. Uh, and I'll be real frank with you. Uh, I'll be a fan of you. I'll buy your jersey. I'll cheer for you. Uh, but if you're spouting off medical misinformation, I'm afraid I just can't root for you. Um, the bottom line is get the vaccine. This isn't a, this isn't a discussion. Uh, you, may, you may say some ignorant things, but I can promise you that if you haven't had smallpox, if you haven't had polio, if you haven't had lupus, uh, those are because you got forced vaccinations. So you may not like it, but you are not also not a scientist. You don't work for the CDC. You do not have the education to literally comment on this in any other form or fashion other than to say, Jared is correct. The data supports exactly what I'm saying. There is not data to counter what I'm saying. So don't say something that you can't back up. And we can just leave it at that and move on. So last, <clears throat> the last Colts game that happened was the Colts lost to the Bills in the playoffs. And a lot of people have asked, you know, for the record, there's a reason, the rhyme and a reason why Jared does things. A lot of people ask, like, why'd you get into coaching? Mm -hmm. Because the Colts lost to the Bills. <laughs> um, additionally, uh, I watched right around, and, and to expound on that, I will. But additionally, when the Colts lost to the Bills, within about a week of that, uh, Rex Bjorkgren, the Pacers' new head coach, uh, let his starters rot in the fourth quarter of a game they were down six. They could have fucking won. Uh, they have a great bench. And he didn't make a move when he should have, and he let his guys rot. And I immediately realized, like, oh, it's not familiarity. It's not being around the same group of people for a long period of time that, that helps you build greatness. Right. At the top, you have to have somebody that can look top-down at their team, mm -hmm. evaluate their talent, tenor, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to use some big fucking words, right? Like, it's not about, it, it is absolutely about, like, uh, willingness and effort and execution and communication. These are things I preach as a coach. That's what I got into, right? But most importantly, uh, for example, with the Colts, uh, with the Jets, right. uh, you come away from that game, uh, points matter in the playoffs, Wins, wins and losses matter uh, in the NFL. Uh, but uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, the Colts were just like a really young team. They made a lot of mistakes that you could absolutely fix. Uh, and they absolutely they missed uh, a field goal or two 
uh, and they lost by three. So if you really think about it, like the Colts had an opportunity to win that game against the Bills last year. My argument would be the primary, the chief reason the Colts lost that playoff game is because they didn't have a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Andrew <coughs> Luck brought something to the the field that most guys that are 6'4", 240 don't bring, and that's a four six forty and a five six five uh, cone shuttle, right? So the dude's like super fast in the open field, and then he was like a dangerous athlete. Um, you know, think of Andrew Luck as like a big Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson has all of the arm. Uh, I'd argue that their offensive system is not a passing offense, so his passing doesn't look great, but like him, fluid, his fluid running in the open field is like something you can't, it's like you, you just want to witness it, right? So, back to the Colts losing to the fucking Bills. Right. So, <clears throat> the Colts, the Colts uh, had opportunities to win that game uh, that I feel came down to coaching. I'm not blaming Frank Wright. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's not my nemesis. He's like my hero. He's like somebody I would look up to. But I strongly believe that every game in the NFL, is a, every football game is a 0-0 game until the first bad de coaching decision is made or the first bad play is made. It is a 0-0 football game until the first bad coaching decision or the first mistake. The guy who makes a mistake Generally, the other team capitalizes. It's a momentum thing. It's a, a lot of a lot of people involved in sports. They don't believe in these buzzwords, right? And they call them that because they can't understand math. Uh, and they don't understand uh, yards per carry or yards gained per play after a turnover for the uh, for the offense that benefited from the turnover. Uh, uh, and again, I get it. I, I've got you know at this point less than ten games under my belt as a as an offensive coordinator. Um, right. But yeah, part of the reason I want to record this podcast and bring my wife on is because I figure my wife has to be pretty curious. Um, I got involved with uh, the Indiana Cutters out of the Battleground Football League uh, late December. Uh, I kind of put it out into the ether uh, that I wanted to get involved with coaching. Um, or maybe it was January, I'm sorry. Uh, I got involved with uh, the Cutters. Uh, after the Colts lost to the Bills, and I was just like, look, I want to get into coaching because I actually feel like it only comes down to a handful of decisions a game, and ultimately, uh, Ted Lassoing the fuck out of this, but like, which is where I just started watching, uh, and God bless Ted Lasso, um, like, <laughs> a good show. sports aren't about wins and losses, it's about getting a group of people to try to like work toward a common goal at their at, and reach their potential, it's a mixed bag, uh, it's, not, it's not as binary as it seems, like, teach them X and O's, make them, you know, you know, beat them into submission and then like they'll execute. Like that's that's what I was raised on. That's not what works and wins. Um, so I figure I'll, I'll give kind of Taylor the the floor uh, to ask some questions and, and I'll kind of you know obviously trying to keep the conversation flowing. But uh, I imagine uh, Taylor's had to work, so she hasn't come. You know, she hasn't been around practices or games. She's met some players. She knows of whom I speak, but but I can imagine there's like a story to be told that hasn't. Uh, I feel you can it's imagine. Huge, I feel I mean, like it's a great story. It's your story, so what do you mean you can imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine right. that Jared's going to tell me a story. Because mm -hmm. he can imagine that there is a great story to tell. Yes. So I can imagine All right, listen. that we're going to have some stories. <sighs> what you got? <laughs> what? What you got? What do you mean? I thought you figured you'd have. I figured you'd have questions. What a turn! You just All right, said, so listen. I imagine there's a story. Okay, I imagine you're going to tell me this story. Tell me the story. I don't uh, understand. So, 
Tell me about your football team, Jared. Is that my question for staff? How did it all start? Like, holy shit. Well, I know how it all started. I was there. Okay. But okay, how did it all start, Jared? <laughs> so basically, I just put it on Facebook that I, oh, I wanted to get into coaching. And then right away, uh, Eric Anderson, who is the head coach uh, of the Indiana Cutters uh, and had been and, and has a decade or more of coaching experience, and I've also worked with Eric for years, uh, shout out to him. Uh, he reached out and said, hey, I need some help. Um, what you got? And we talked about it, and we agreed to, to let me coach quarterbacks. And we first met up at, uh, I live in Indianapolis. I live on the east side. Uh, unfortunately, like, the, the nicest free field to use is on the uh, short west side off of North Tibbs. Uh, basically, with the Colts, the, the Indianapolis hosted the Super Bowl at Taylor uh, a few years ago. I and I was here in Indianapolis. The NFL built a field on mm -hmm. the property of the old uh, what is it, the State Central Ho State Central State Hospital. It was shut down in 1994, one of the last mental institutions in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you know do you know why that shut down? Oh, because they deinstitutionalization. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember, Thank you. remember, he didn't even, remember, folks. He did not give me a chance to respond. He just went ahead and was like, mm -hmm. I like my answer better. Anyway. <laughs> right, because he just learned that word. Oh, Like recently. <laughs> Continue. I don't even know where I was going. Regardless. So, the NFL built the stadium on Yeah, they, bu they built a, a, a really nice turf field on North Tibbs that primarily gets used as like a soccer field uh, for kids. Uh, but it's got football lines painted on it and a lot of football players in the city will tell you that they get out there and grind their teeth. Um, a lot a lot of the team guys on my team, a lot of the skill players on teams you play, that's that's kind of where they, they hang their hat. Um, so we met up uh, for the first time in, in the dead of winter. Right. Uh, and there was a lot of guys there. I, I want to say 27 you know, 30 players, uh, which for the record, you know, half the games we play, uh, we outnumber our opponent just in bodies. Uh, and that's, and it's highly relevant in semi-pro football. So if you have any inkling, uh, any desire to play padded organized football, uh, I believe uh, there's an outlet for this. Like, I think that there's a potential future for this. There's, there's levels to uh, what we call like amateur football. Right. Um, there, there are a bunch of leagues above us that we would we would go to if we do well enough in, in, in our battleground football league. We'll, we'll apply to put our organization into the next level. Um, of course, uh, I've I've already told the cutters like until I get a full time paid coaching position, um, I I'm fully comfortable volunteering my time with the cutters. Right. Uh, because I get to sort of choose my level of involvement. Um, that said, though, we started out, uh, and I will name names uh, because these, these guys are from the Indy area, and I want to say as many of these men's names because otherwise their names aren't being said. You know, we just played in a game yesterday, for example, where the hosting team is supposed to film the game and provide film, and their camera went out about 15 minutes in. So we don't have game film of a, of a game that ended 8 six. Or they're lying to you. Right? Uh, they could be lying to us. <laughs> That's um, so they obviously, obviously I'm one of those people. I'm a problem solver. That feels an awful lot like a problem. 
this is my immediate solution, is record a podcast and say these boys' names, because it's not getting said otherwise, and their film's gone, right? Um, so first of all, um, when this whole mess started, uh, I met, first, I met Xavier Grimble and Jawan King, uh, and you will know their names. I promise you. These are those kind of athletes. Um, I failed in, for Dex in that I didn't generate quite the Dex highlight reel. Dex is Xavier. Yeah, Dex is, it, is Xavier. Yeah, Xavier. What is it? I, I failed Dex. How do you say his name? Xavier. Xavier. I like that. Xavier Grimble. Xavier. Like, he's a real nice, he's Xavier. a nice kid. He's a good looking man and a hell of an athlete. He's and a, a kid. father. And he's a young kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but so to talk to gush about Dex. Dex has gone from zero to a hundred uh, in a short frame of time. And for perspective, because a lot of people are like, "Who's this kid?" Uh, graduated from high school in Molon, Mississippi. Uh, gets a scholarship to play at Amherst College. Gets oh, that's Division three. Gets a scholarly offer Thanks. at Alcorn State, Division two. Okay. Gets a scholarly offer at University of Illinois that's for 2019-2020. That's Big Ten football. That's right. a wide receiver, and he's an impact player. This is a kick and punt returner. This is a, your number one wide receiver. This is your. This is largely a decoy on our offense because opposing teams will put a man up over him, a safety over him, and roll the backer to the flat. So they're literally like taking his route tree away because they know that he's sure-handed, that he's but, a great athlete. And also then COVID happens. Yeah, then COVID happens, right? So... What uh, Dex is expected to make an impact uh, in the wide receiver room in the return game for University of Illinois. COVID-19 happens. It shortens the Big Ten season. University of Illinois pulls some scholarships, and one of them was Dex because he's a he's a he's you know a transfer player that had transferred prior. He's a sort of a risk, you know. You see from the outside looking in, uh, and they pull Dex's scholarship, and it just so happens that Dex's parents had passed. Now this isn't a COVID story yet, <laughs> yet. But Dex's parents had passed, so he had no way to verify his income. He couldn't get student loans, and he had to withdraw. And it just so happens that he'd met a girl named Alexis Smith, attending University of Illinois from Indianapolis. And apparently he had, like, went down to Houston, Texas, and played some football, uh, and had 10 touchdowns in three games, and he's got tape on Huddle, if you're interested. Uh, and it's D-E, Xavier, all one word. To Xavier and then Grimble, G-R-I-M-B-L-E. All right, so 10 touchdowns in three games playing Texas semi-pro football. These are guys that, like, wash out of your Oklahoma's, your Oklahoma State's, your Texas, Texas Tech's, all your big programs in the, in, the, in the Dirty South, right? So he ends up coming to Indianapolis. Uh, he, gets a, he, he and Alexis get jobs here. They're considered essential workers. So they can still go to work, right? They're not totally screwed during COVID. And long story short, uh, I meet up with him first. I, you know, I... I, uh, I was always like a wannabe quarterback uh, from as long as I can remember, and it didn't come to fruition until like I was outside of the high school uh, programs where I was sort of allowed to do things other than like what one random man thinks I'm capable of. Um, so I've really loved the quarterback position. Uh, I've evaluated quarterbacks. Obviously, I've been blessed to have like Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, and then Hashtag Phillip birthday Rivers. buddy. <laughs> right? Sorry. My Andrew wife has Luck. birthday buddies with Andrew Luck. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you know we were getting married. Um, so, the reality is, uh, I meet up with Dex and Jawan. Now, Jawan uh, doesn't quite have the same uh, complex story there with like going to multiple colleges, but he's played uh, Division One, Division Two football. 
Uh, he's already got a contract to play in the CFL. Juwan King doesn't need my help, right? He's going to go get his. I fully expect if he's to maintain his level of athleticism. The CFL. Canadian Football League. Oh shit! Yeah, little wider, that, little wider. Isn't league. that where that douchebag from Cleveland went? Douchebag. He Reese, he was Reese. in on the Browns. Okay. What he was just said. Hmm. Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. What Johnny a Manziel. douche. <laughs> How do <laughs> I know? Uh, so yeah, so he's a douche. Is he? Isn't he in the Canadian Football League? Yeah. Yeah. Cause was he was. Right, he's probably not playing now. But anyway, probably not because he's so, a dumbass. So what ends up happening is I meet up with these two receivers that are obviously what I would call like a superior talent. Right. right. There's course. other players from other teams there that want to like go against them. I'm I'm your 37 year old hasn't oh, worked honey. hasn't worked out in a You're decade. 38. Shut up. I'm 38 now. I was 37 then. Oh, Come true. on, Taylor, give us a story. So Sorry, this forgot. is this is uh, last winter, right? Right. So we meet up. I throw them some balls. They're they're superior athletes. They got great catch radius. They are very good athletes. They're strong enough to make the catch and keep themselves upright after contact and then get extra yards after. Both of them are. And like I said, they don't really need my help. Right? They're going to go get theirs anyway. So I'm saying their names to start my story because those are the guys I met first. And then I met the first quarterback. The first quarterback. <laughs> the first quarterback. The now, the first quarterback's one. name was uh, Xavier Tinnitus. Tunitis. T-U-N-I-T-I-S. That's uh, Bloomington, Martinsville area, like south of like Greenwood, Indianapolis. Sounds like uh, a disease. Uh, I would call him in terms of like uh, potential. <laughs> uh, that was an actual quarterback. Okay. Um, what happened to him? I broke his ankle skiing, like the week after I met him. What a uh, But he came disease. out now. Now I will, no, but now hang I will on, say. Wait. What's his last name again? Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Not tinnitus. Tinnitus. T-U-N-I-T-I-S. Like a venereal disease. That's what that sounds like. That's tinnitus. just fucking mean. So, so he breaks his ankle, uh, but he sh but he was a little smaller than my current quarterback. Not as good an athlete as my current quarterback, but he had what I would call like a short stops arm. And when you have that level of power in your arm, uh, you can work with that. Um, but quickly he got hurt. Uh, the other kid was Wyatt Hall. Now this kid, I don't remember hearing about this person. For all intents and purposes, Wyatt Hall has the best body in terms of size. He was like built like Giannis. Right? Like massive shoulders and hips and long arms and legs. And he was like 6'5", probably 240, right? Like probably built like your Andrew Luck, like gangly. But he was not very coordinated. But when he threw a football, you were like, look, if he ever <laughs> got that thing under control, he, he has a magic missile, right? But he couldn't get it under control. And ultimately, uh, he got stepped on in practice and it kind of broke his confidence. And then he went off the handle and then he, he sort of displayed a level of like un, like lack of nerve, right? Where he would make a mistake and it would destroy the rest of his oh. practice, right? You, you can't have that happen. You gotta have you gotta have right. a big goldfish, right? Like yeah. like uh, Ted Lasso tells that tells one of his star players, like, hey, big goldfish. Why are the happy? So why are the whole goldfish so happy? Because they have a ten second memory. I feel like that big can goldfish. work anywhere, like in life. Oh, for hell yeah! Like it's a great attitude. I mean, it's not a good attitude when you need to remember things. Yeah. Like, if your memory is requisite. Right. Doesn't agree. Well, like, my cousin just recently sent me something about it. Like, veterinarians, like, they have to have that because they go from, like, they put down the beloved family animal that they the, this family has had for 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, and they've had to deal with that and 
be that shoulder for those that family and then go into the next room and welcome a puppy like welcome a new a family that just got this puppy it's its first visit you now there's excitement you have to be happy right so you got to be that goldfish and turn off you just got to have a 10 second memory yeah, just absolutely. get rid of it. Just leave it there. Leave it there with the people that are going to deal with it. See, it's like my wife is a quarterback whisperer too, right? She's yeah. saying the same kind of things that I tell my quarterbacks, right? You have to have a very short memory. You have to well, look, at, look at your mistakes as a symptom that developed I work, earlier. I work in pharmacy, and it's things change constantly. Rules, regulations, UPCs. Right. NDCs, manufacturers, right. you know, you have shit that goes on back order and you have to adjust. And like, oh, yeah. you can't get upset about things that are outside of your control. Oh, yeah. like, it's the same kind of things we tell our players. And then you let control go what it. you control. Yeah. Embrace change. I literally have it tattooed on me. Well, you think. I've had it for about 15 years. No, actually, it actually, it, it actually means Chinese. like, it, it means accept like change, right? Sure. That's what it actually It probably means. says unicorn dancer. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. after after the little foray with uh, Xavier and uh, Wyatt, mm -hmm. Dex comes to me and he says, look, I'm all about this team, and I want to win, and I will do anything to make it happen because I think we have the talent to win a championship, and that's a big deal. Right. And I was just like, bet, let's work out. Um, now, Dex, of course, isn't your ideal quarterback. Dex is a ball catcher and a ball and a, and a ball runner, yeah, not a, a ball thrower. Um, he can, but if you play football, you can throw a football. Right. But being able to throw a football well Accurately. enough to like have a passing offense. Yeah. I think that Dex is a little smaller than you'd like a quarterback. He's about five ten. Um, obviously, if we had to go to Dex at emergency quarterback, we could do it because he not only knows the playbook. But he has a great attitude on right. offense. He wants to get shit done. He's willing to make it happen. It's, He's a we need a development, particularly in his arm. Uh, and arm development is difficult, especially a short amount of time. So not an ideal candidate to play quarterback for you. Uh, there are guys that aren't good at, as good an athlete as Dex, for example, that just have a better, more developed arm. Uh, and that's kind of what you're looking for. Because you want to feed Dex, right? You want Dex to touch the ball a lot, you got to find somebody to give it to him. Right. Um, so we did. We, we started out uh, testing out the, the, the jet sweep and, and lots of screens and stuff like that just to get him easy touches, just to get him going in a game. Um, and uh, he, he became like a decoy for us. Uh, defenses just follow him around the field, and it makes it easy to look at your other options when you know that your number one is being taken out of the play. Uh, it's unfortunate for him because uh, he, he needs the film to get to the next level. But he has special teams touchdowns. He is an excellent blocker when he doesn't have the ball. He's sure-handed when he throws it his way, and he's fucking dangerous, and teams know that. And I think that that's an asset to any football team. Absolutely. And he's got a great attitude about it. He knows this is a team game, and if they're focusing on two or three guys on me, that means a run's open, or somebody else is open, and that's a good thing. It means I'm doing my job. Uh, and much respect and love to guys like Dex. Right. But realize pretty quickly uh, we would rather use Dex elsewhere. And for the record, scouting organizations told him hey, you need to tell your organization that while it's good for you to be diverse and have a lot of skill mm -hmm. uh, and show off the ability to sling it, uh, you should take most of your reps and kick return at wide receiver if you plan to play at the next level. Keep in mind, he's out of college. He's playing semi-pro, which, is, by the way, is unpaid. So it's not like he's losing anything. Right. Um, and then, uh, he, as a matter of fact, he had to pay, for, pay to play and like pay for uniforms and pay to travel and stuff like that. So it's, it's not going to lose your amateur. You're not losing amateur status. You're still an amateur athlete. Um, 
But by the way, a hundred percent believe like we we need sponsors, we need like team facilities, we need the team bus. I want to play at the highest levels. I believe that we have the shell of what it takes to Yo, like, compete at those levels. Who is it that has that Colts bus? We need to talk to oh, Brett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need that would be nice to just yeah. to just be able to group transpo uh, to to a, a game would ease a lot of the 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 worry uh, in road games. Road right, games absolutely. are hard. So. So to continue to sort of tell this fucking tale, uh, so after the initial couple of interviews with Dex, there was a guy named Lenny Campbell uh, that that is very popular in this league uh, that came to me uh, again, similar to Dex, that I'll do anything to win. I think I can help. I think I got an arm to play quarterback. And I had uh, Dex and Lenny show up and kind of duel it out. Uh, and and I think it kind of showed Lenny that. Uh, probably quarterback, he didn't have quite the arm to do it because he didn't have quite the arm Dex did, and then we were looking for a better arm than Dex had, right? So right. it was like, hey, man, you can still be an asset to this team. Uh, he's still a good team player. He's still active on social media. He's a, he's a popular player. Uh, you'd love to have a guy like that on your team, especially to block and catch some passes at the tight end. Uh, but unfortunately, he had a move, right? So there goes another quarterback, right? Where'd he go? Uh, he went to uh, Northwest Indiana. Um, and oh, place in place for a team that's now seven and one, I believe, Lake County Warriors. So I'm hoping he brought some of Lake County. So that's where they have the high school has a really good dance team, mm -hmm. and that's one of well, my niece they're moving though, so she won't actually probably be on a dance team. No, she's in high school. It sucks. She's real good. Yeah, but she their biggest one of their biggest rivals is the Lake Central High School. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a good it ties yeah. in right. Yeah. So uh, after. After evaluate Lenny and, and he decided that we were gonna kind of move forward with Dex. Um, let's see, we had um, at least oh Pat Wood. So oh, Patrick yeah. Wood uh, is a legend. He's a champion with the Cutters. Uh, he's kind of in retirement in limbo, uh, and he hits me up and says, "Ah, I'm thinking about coming out and slinging it." And for the record, the dude's mad awesome. Right, six six, fiery dragon, redheaded man. Oh, he's uh, a ginger? Yeah, but he's got a cannon. Uh, he moves pretty good for a guy that's a little heavy. Um, hey, we ain't got nothing for he nothing bad. Well, it's not great people. for football. Because, oh. like I said, we were looking for an athlete, like maybe Sorry. less of an athlete than Dex, but with a more developed arm. So Pat had all the arm, not as much of the mobility as you'd like, and right away I hurt him. Uh, so basically... You uh, hurt him? Yeah, we were, trying to, we were trying to work his arm out. Where and go? Well... I'm a big I'm a big proponent of if you're right-handed and you're like warming up, right? You should only roll right, throw right, escape right uh, the majority of the time because you're going to do that effectively. When you roll counter to your hand, your hand side, uh, you, you're going to struggle to square your shoulders and throw down at your target. You're typically going to overthrow your target to your shoulder. And ask anybody that plays quarterback, and I'm exactly right. If I'm rolling to the direction that's my hand, I hit that every time. I'm get getting the edge if I want it. Right. I can throw the deep ball if I want it to. I can hit a crosser across my body. But when they when you're rolling against your frame and then you try to throw back across your body, uh, you're gonna hurt yourself. And the crazy thing about Pat Wood is I told him right before he got hurt, I would prefer I would prefer if you uh, boot here and square your shoulders to the target before you throw across your body. Because if you just do that, I don't think you'll get hurt. But if you don't do that, and your shoulders aren't square to the target, and, and you have to really reach across your body to throw that ball, uh, you're going to hurt yourself. And what happened? He hurt himself. 
uh, elbow injury. Mm. People don't understand when you when you uh, like you throw a ball. Like just do this, Taylor. Right, I know. Your the bones in your uh, lower arm they actually like twist. Right. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure on your elbow when you're when you're really slinging a football, and especially when you're going across your body and you haven't thrown a football in three years, right. uh, you're gonna get hurt real quick. Um, so Pat Wood kind of flashes and then kind of becomes a, a coach with us and kind of hangs out and comes in and every now and then I throw some balls, basically like a, a heavier version of me, right? And when I say heavier, heavier involvement, right? Like he'll come in and actually throw some balls where I'm really just like warming up the quarterback. That's the only balls I throw. I'm trying to work out, get right. in shape, not like I'm not trying to blow my arm out in practice. So uh, after Pat gets hurt. Yeah, right? With so, your body, not your players. <laughs> my, bo worry, my body, yeah. my choice, right? Yes. So Don't forget that. Also ladies. <laughs> yeah. Dick. And, and them. Uh, so. And who? Them. They, them. He, she, he, him. Right? I know, but if it's you're they, them, what does that mean? None of your business is what it means. Okay. It means, it means I'm androgynous or I'm just, I don't assign myself to the gender. It's kind of fluid. You know people like that. It's not a big deal. No, I don't on. think I don't think so, it's a big deal. It isn't. I'm just so Pat Wood gets hurt, right? And we're thinking like, huh? This bananas. And uh, I'm happy to tell you that Sydney Moore, another guy, probably our third best receiver, arguably. Like he could probably be top two. Maybe he's the best. Um, he steps up and says, "Coach, I think I can do it." Now. Sydney's left-handed. I'm left-handed. Oh, oh my gosh. man! Oh my did your, gosh! Did your never mind? No, it didn't. No. So, not only is he a lefty, uh, but he's a he's a good enough athlete that if you were to like pass him the ball, he can yeah. weave through traffic and score. Nice. Right? Not just a straight line runner. Uh, not like a not a guy you would want as like a running back, right? Because you don't want his his tall frame in traffic. You want him isolated if you could. Catching guy one on one, uh, he could be somebody because if he's got size and he's a good enough athlete. That's a great quarterback prospect. Not a great athlete, but a damn good one. And not a not a great arm, but an arm you can develop. And a, a a brain where he learned our whole offense. He's hungry for more. He's willing to you know check at the line of scrimmage. He's doing all the right things. Uh, the reason that we lost early is because we took a playbook and an offensive style, and we just said, eat all of this, and then tried to get him to go do it in game day. And I'm here, I'm here to tell you that that's not the fucking way. Yeah, no. I feel like so that's pretty obvious. What we, what we should do instead is we should first evaluate our talent, and you've got to find your quarterback first, because once you settle on a quarterback, then you know where you start to figure out where all these other pieces belong, and then you realize, like, this is the sort of offense we should run based not only on where your stars are, but where your depth is and where you were going to actually have an impact in a football game. Uh, because remember, every game is a 0-0 zero -zero game until mistakes happen. Right. So the, the impetus is to find out who goes where, who supports them, and then figure out like who she, where should the majority of our touches be and how do you affect our offense this way, right? Now, fortunately, unfortunately for this team, we have an outside-in problem. Uh, our outside wide receivers are outstanding Division okay. one athletes. Our running backs, Division One running backs. Like these are guys that if if um, Rello or Marquise Holt decided I want to play at the next level, they could both make that happen. 
they're they're both athletic enough and talented enough at the at the position that if they just have the right support, they can be successful in just about any offense. Uh, to that credit, Marquise Holt had a 65-yard touchdown run on a pistol dive against uh, the I think they're the Kentuckiana Cavaliers. I think Excuse me, what? Yeah, was that's that? who he played yesterday. It was the Cavaliers. Kentuckiana. Uh, yeah, Jeffersonville, okay. Indiana. Uh, the pride of Jeffersonville. God. And actually, we shut played, the front door. I'm not. They're, they are the pride of Jeffersonville. Well, they've got a, a very nice. No, they've got a very nice soccer facility. Oh, was where okay. we actually played with multiple pitches, but they had a couple football fields, and one of them was a turf football field, and we played there. Oh, nice. It was really nice. It was actually probably one of the nicer places we played. Hey, I say nice earth. And you know what? That I, I realized this morning, which was just going to irritate you because it really kind of irritated me, that if I would have known that I wasn't going to go to work today, yeah, <laughs> and where you actually were and where my family actually was camping all weekend remember i was worried about them all getting murdered mm -hmm. you were only like 20 miles from them were they at muscatata they were in just north they were in they were in indiana but they were north like northwest this way just a little bit muscatata no it's literally like uh, exit off 65. pigeon or something sure buffton not buffton that that's, a, that's pigeon north. jesus taylor what were the writings on k-balls <laughs> Probably. Jesus. No, but so, like that's where they were and I could have went and we could have I could have went to the game mm -hmm. and then we could have went and stopped by and had a s'more or something. But now now you can go to the games because I'm the reason I'm recording. Oh this yeah, I don't work is anymore to, is to look you in the eye and record it and say, Hey, I got guys that I think could play in the NFL, maybe the CFL arena football and like it could change their life and one of the problems that we mm -hmm. have is that the game we just played yesterday, we don't have film for because that home team kind Borden. Of screwed us out of film. Borden, Indiana. Borden, Indiana. Okay. That's where they are. It sounds an awful lot like boredom. I'm out. You know what I mean? Oh, did you hear say? <laughs> <laughs> are you bored, honey? All right, so, so, so basically... So how long are these episodes? As long as I decide. Usually about an hour. Well, what if we did... What if you're like, okay, that's it for this one. And then we take Woo. a break. Then we take a break. And this is an episode. And then we record another podcast, and then come back to this and record a second podcast, or right. a second episode. So we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll say, all right, so this is part one, part one. of a multi-part series. Yeah. Uh, and so far, we are like in February yeah. of this past year. Sure. No, because you have Sydney now. You're in, well, Sydney didn't... We, didn't, we, didn't we, we sort of went, like, we found our quarterback, and now we played in a game yesterday, like... There's a story between okay. when Sydney stepped up uh, again like after Sydney Lenny, after has been uh, there for a minute after now. Dex. Uh, yeah, he's been. So he's why been are you up. talking about the game yesterday? If you're trying to oh, tell the oh, uh, because I was asking you, uh, hey, will you come to the games and try to put as much tape on wax so these guys have places to get film from, right? Of them doing the things that we practice. Okay, so this is episode number one. Part one of part one yeah, yeah. of however many it takes. I believe this is I believe this is episode this three. We're gonna put, do potty breaks for dogs for ourselves. Get drinks. <laughs> and then we're gonna yeah, <laughs> actually start drinking. Yeah, no, man, no. But anyway, if you enjoy this, uh, I love your feedback. Right, most yeah. of the time when I listen to podcasts, Taylor, they're so cut and dry. It's so storyboarded. Introduction, big news story, our opinion, big news story, our opinion, close, right? This is interesting. This is football. It's Indiana. We're, I'm a big Colts fan. 
if you if you want to get some Colts uh, speak out of this, uh, if you're a Colt or Colts fan, get vaccinated. And then I think that uh, Carson Wentz is a better is a better Carson version Wentz of Philip Rivers. He's a more <laughs> athletic version of Philip Rivers. And when I ask a question, if a game is zero zero and there's a minute left and you get the ball, would you rather have Michael Vick or would you rather have Joe Flacco? And a hundred percent of people would rather have Michael Vick. Because if the play breaks down, Michael Vick's going to escape the pocket, make a play with his arm or his legs, and get us into a position to win a 0-0 game. I would choose Flacco. That's why you're my because, new co-host that don't know what you're doing. Because, no, I'll oh, tell okay. you. okay, she wants to tell me why she choose Flacco. Because, fuck Michael Vick. I don't care how oh, good he is. Oh, you're talking about dog fighting. Yeah. I was no, talking not about even, pure football. Not even dog fighting. He like, I'll choose a different He, like, slammed puppies against cement. <sighs> You, I can't justify God. his behavior. I know, so but I'm not going to justify his his football then we're prowess. Move, He's a piece of shit. Would you rather have shit. Lamar Jackson or Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, God, Lamar Jackson. See? You, but that's for different... <laughs> never mind. We're just going to take a break. We'll you keep right giving me these people. Ben Roethlisberger's a rapist. I mean, come on. <laughs>